Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Absolutely huge updates in the cryptocurrency markets today, and we're going to summarize them all in about 10 minutes. We're going to talk about Binance suspending withdrawals, FTX, Gemini, and very importantly, we're going to give you some alpha on how to stay safe in Web3. We have so much to get through that I'm just going to dive straight in today. Crypto exchange Binance will suspend US dollar transfers. Let's look at the details. So you heard right, Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, will suspend US dollar deposits and withdrawals, the company said Monday. So just yesterday, this is breaking news without actually providing a real reason for the decision. Here's what they did say. We are temporarily suspending USD bank transfers as of February the 8th. Yes, so you have 24 hours to act on this if it's relevant to you. A Binance spokesperson told CNBC, affected customers are being notified directly. Now, if you're wondering what the scope of all this is, well, the company said 0.01% of our monthly active users leverage USD bank transfers and added that we are working hard to restart the service as soon as possible. So this should only impact a small cohort and they are saying that it's only temporary. Very importantly, Binance US, a unit of the company that's regulated by the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes and Force Work Network, said in a tweet that it's not affected by the suspension, okay? So the move applies only to non-US customers who transfer money to or from bank accounts in dollars. It is dollars only, so other currencies, other fiat currencies are not impacted. Data from Arkham Intelligence shows that the following announcement caused a sharp spike in outflows from Binance's crypto wallets as millions of dollars of peg stablecoins such as Tether, USDC, flowed to rival exchanges or individual wallets. What is the overall scope of this though? The net outflow in dollars of the day was 172 million and this is according to DeFi Llama. This actually represents a tiny amount of money from a company that has $42.2 billion worth of assets according to our Camp. So there have been outflows off the back of this news, but on the grand scheme of things, this is a small speck. The spokesperson goes on to reassure us, saying that they're still overwhelmingly net positive on net deposits. So there's a lot more people putting money into Binance than there are people taking it out. Outflows always tick up when the prices start to level off, following a bullish market swing like we saw last week as some users take profits. So maybe even saying that this is less to do with this particular announcement and more to do with the market dynamics we've seen, whereby recently, of course, the Federal Reserve policy and the general macroeconomic climate has given BTC some room to rally. Bitcoin rose more than 38% in January, its best month since October 2021. And worth noting as well that Binance's exchange token BNB was largely unaffected by the news, holding steady at around $328. So this seems to be a temporary measure from Binance that will only impact a small cohort. And all things considered, it hasn't had a huge impact on the markets. If this happened a few months ago, closer to November, let's say, it would have caused a sharp sell-off and been the source of so much panic. This might perhaps suggest that the impact of FTX, that deep, deep distrust of centralized exchanges is starting to cool down slowly. So once again, we've seen reassurances on Twitter that Binance US is not affected by this suspension. 
And importantly, that customers who are going to be affected will receive an official message from Binance. And CZ Binance has had something to say about this as well, really emphasizing that point that USD bank transfers are leveraged by only 0.01% of monthly active users. They acknowledge that this is a bad user experience that the team is working on quickly to resolve, but that there is a very small demographic that's going to be impacted. Again, all other methods of buying and selling crypto remain unaffected. And whilst the exchange has not provided details on why it's suspending transfers, there is speculation that the revised relationship with Signature Bank could be at least a small fraction of the reason. A Bloomberg report on January the 22nd, 2023, revealed that 0.01% of Binance's customers would be affected by a policy change by New York-based Signature Bank to only swift transfers of $100,000 or more, starting on February the 1st, 2023. So this might be the consequence of what's going on with their relationship with Signature Bank. So there's your Binance update from Market Meditations. Now let's move over to the Gemini FTX news and of course the alpha on staying safe in Web3. A huge win today for Gemini Genesis users. And uh, honestly, I wasn't seeing this one coming. In a fairly short but explosive affair, it seems that Gemini and Genesis have laid down their arms. Does promising news from the bankruptcy court mean users are now closer to getting their money back? Yesterday, Cameron Winklevoss announced that Gemini had reached an agreement in principle with Genesis, DCG, and other creditors. The tweet thread was a breakdown of an update posted to the Gemini Earn webpage. The agreed plan will not make Earn users whole, but it is, quote, a critical step forwards towards a substantial recovery of creditor assets. However, Gemini did commit to aiding a full recovery by pledging a further $100 million for users. This news is part of a wider deal Genesis reached with a multitude of creditors after filing for bankruptcy last month. All in all, a good update for Gemini Earn and Genesis users and goes to show the power of Twitter as a platform for making change. Cameron Winklevoss has been incredibly vocal on Twitter, calling Barry, DCG and Gemini accountable for what is going on for its Earn users. Twitter is becoming a more powerful tool in our space every day. Heading on over now to the FTX update until we go into our two bits of alpha for staying safe in Web3. FTX is more and more seeming like a distant memory, and uh, we've had another update come through recently. FTX's newly appointed management team, led by CEO John Ray III, seeks to recover all political donations made by former CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, and other FTX executives. Now, according to a statement published on the 5th of Feb, these recipients are requested to return their funds to the FTX debtors by the 28th of Feb. And of course, this is no small amount. SBF was the second largest CEO contributor to Joe Biden's 2020 campaign, providing around $5.2 million to his election efforts. During the midterm elections, FBF admitted to being a major donor to Democratic and Republican politicians. These donations to political parties and candidates are now under investigation by US prosecutors. There is some $93 million worth of value in contributions that are being investigated. 
Previously, on 19th of December, it was asked that these funds are voluntarily returned. And now the announcement has said to the extent such payments are not returned voluntarily, the FTX debtors reserve the right to commence action before the bankruptcy court to require the return of such payments, with interest accruing from the date any action is commenced. And this is just one of the plans that the management team have to try and make FTX's creditors whole again. They also have plans to sell some $4.6 billion worth of non-strategic investments. This includes subsidiaries such as Ledger X, Embed, FTX Japan, and FTX Europe, all of which are independent companies with segregated accounts. Very well done if you've made it this far in the call. Let's now deep dive into those security tips for Web3. Crypto bulls might be in short supply, but bad actors are still out there in full force. And they're not just targeting whales. Every digital step users take in today's industry is potentially a pitfall booby-trapped with phishing links, fake tokens, malware, and more. Even just trying to chat with friends on Discord isn't safe. In fact, throughout 2022, crypto investors lost almost $4 billion to hackers. We'll remember that last month, an exploit on OpenSea enabled one person to buy multiple NFTs for pennies on the dollar. And of course, Azuki, a popular NFT project, saw its Twitter account compromised, resulting in three quarters of a billion dollars drained from community members' wallets. And all these trends show no sign of slowing down. So what can you do to not end up being someone who is hacked or exploited in 2023? First up, you always want to keep one wallet separate. We all love our airdrops, freemans, and aping into degen opportunities, which makes it all the more important to keep one wallet, preferably an air-gapped hardware one, aside, completely unexposed to on-chain interactions aside from transfers to and from known trusted sources. You'll also want to stay safe with vaults. Check out additional layers of security using programs like Safe and Argent to reserve access to your wallet by requiring multiple signatures from different wallets in order to access stored funds. If withdrawing your coins from Ledger requires three signatures from wallets you own, bad actors will have a very hard time. Divide and conquer. Most whitelists come with eligibility requirements using a service like Delegate Cash lets users delegate all the perks of digital assets held in a cold wallet to a different hot wallet, providing all the rewards potential with none of the risks. And not all utilities are created equal. To start taking control of your digital destiny, check out two of the best. Pocket Universe is interesting because it protects users by showing exactly what happens in a Web3 transaction before you sign it. It is a browser extension supported by Chrome, Brave, Edge, and Firefox that translates obscure technical wallet signature requests into human-readable messages that are displayed before granting authorization for transactions. It also identifies honeypots, NFTs, or tokens that cannot be sold on marketplaces, counterfeit tokens, and more. Supported wallets include Metamask, Coinbase, and wallets with similar methods like XDeFi. And then there is Revoke Cash. Revoke Cash enables users to remove DAPS's access to their wallets, eliminating the possibility of being victimized by an exploit months after conducting transactions. When users interact with DAPS like Uniswap and OpenSea, they must grant authorization, called an allowance, in order to execute transactions. In many cases, these allowances linger indefinitely. If an exploit occurs months or years after granting allowance to a DAP, your wallet would likely be targeted. Revoke Cash also offers a browser extension that warms users before they sign something potentially harmful. 
Revoke Cash should be the first destination visited after a security breach. Revoking nefarious contractors' authorizations will prevent them from silently waiting for funds to return to the compromised wallet before striking again. Now remember, every advancement in security is still ultimately penetrable. However, crypto never sleeps and neither do bad actors. Never risk more than you can afford to lose. And always remember, every transaction comes with risk. It might seem like we mentioned a lot of tools just then, but I like to think of it this way. Every step you add to your security process is another layer that a hacker or bad actor will have to figure out how to work around if they're trying to hack you. And that's a wrap. I will speak to you tomorrow.